0: Do you love real estate? Do you cherish the thought of being an entrepreneur? Do you firmly believe that investing is the key to building generational wealth for your family's 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 family for years to come? But you can't stand the fact of every guru out there is so boring and has no pizzazz. Well, welcome to the lighter side. Of real estate investing and entrepreneurship with myself, Tyler Winder. Let's dive in, let's have some fun, let's learn some stuff, and let's build a better tomorrow. Let's go! So, why do we call it the lighter side of real estate investing and entrepreneurship? Well, I'll tell you, if you've listened, to the gurus and the people who love to podcast about real estate, who've been doing it since the turn of the century and have been a real estate agent since 1945 and haven't updated their marketing picture since 1967. If you hear them talk about it, it is literally like listening to a robot or listening to a voicemail from some salesperson you'd never want to talk to. So what do I do? It's the lighter side of real estate because you can talk about this, you can learn about this, you can better your tomorrow, you can put yourself in a better position to invest, to buy, and to financially secure your future without falling asleep listening to these robotic gurus. So welcome to another episode of the lighter side of real estate, investing in entrepreneurship with myself, Tyler Winder, and of course, the stunning lady in red, Audrey. Audrey, say some words to our beautiful listeners. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you for for enlightening us with that knowledge and and that welcome right off the bat so what i want to talk to you today talk to you today as you can tell i'm already fired up about this i have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank if this is you what do you do well i've been saving to buy my first house i've been saving to buy my first investment property what should i do i've been told all my life i need 20 percent to buy my first house well if you listen to a couple episodes ago we we deciphered that you don't need 20%. You can get it for as low as three and a half percent, but you're sitting on this big wad of cash. What should I do? If you're renting, A, you should buy. You need a house to live in. But what's the best way to maximize it? If you want to avoid PMI, you have to put down 20%. That's just kind of a fundamental rule when it comes to mortgage lending. But You don't need to put down $100,000 to get an asset. You're gonna save yourself a few hundred dollars by putting 20% down versus putting 3.5% down. Let me tell you, it's not worth it. Maximize the capital that you have to build for a better tomorrow. Let me say that again. Maximize the capital you have today and build yourself a better tomorrow. So. Example, you have $100,000 sitting in the bank, you don't own a house, and you wanna do what is best with your money. Well, this is what I would do if I'm sitting on a big wad of cash like that and I don't own. First, I'm gonna take advantage of my first time home buyer's loan where I can secure a property for 3.5% down. So, what I would do is I would take about 20 grand of your 100 grand that you have sitting in the bank and I'd use that to buy your first property. Condo, single family, multifamily, however you'd want to do it. For me, I would look to buy a multifamily one to four units. You can buy a one to four unit property with an FHA loan. If it's a five unit or plus, you have to use a commercial loan, so it's a little bit different, so stick with me here. One to four units, you'd buy yourself your first property. Three and a half percent down, so with 20 grand, you can buy up to about a $400,000 property, because remember, you have closing costs. I always range it about one and a half percent just to keep everything simple. So 5% total, $400,000 property, you're buying yourself with your 20 grand that you kind of set aside out of the big pool of money that you have. So you just bought yourself a $400,000 property between one and four units. If you ever heard the term house hacking, essentially what house hacking is, is buying one unit and renting out the room so you're living for free, or buy a multi-family unit building, one to four units, live in one unit, rent out the others, and live for free. Okay, so if it was me, again, what would I do? I would look to maximize the amount of doors I can buy with that down payment. Again, I'm gonna put 20 grand aside, buy a $400,000 assets, I'm targeting to buy a four unit building. Then I'll be making a little bit of profit after mortgage, principal, interest, insurance, I'll be making a little bit of money and living for free. Now, you have 80 grand left over, so what would I do with that? Now that you're buying a second property, you've already used your first time home buyer's loan, what you're gonna wanna do is go secure another property. Now, because you can't do an FHA loan 3.5% down, you can't use it twice. So this second property is automatically assumed by the IRS as an investment property. An investment property, you need 20% down. So you have 80 grand sitting in the bank, that automatically puts you into a $400,000 second property purchase. So I would do the exact same thing I did with property A to property B. Remember property A, you bought four units for 400 grand, a $400,000 four door building with three and a half percent down. I would do the exact same thing with property number two, but put the remaining $80,000 down and secure that loan. So now all of a sudden, with $100,000, you have secured yourself $800,000 worth of real estate assets where you're living for free, and then you have a cash flowing property where you're getting paid every month to live. And their 30 year loans at the end of 30 years, if you're one of the, the very, very small percentage of people who hold on to their properties for 30 years and never upgrade or anything at the end of it, you have an $800,000 asset that has been appreciating over the last 30 years, which I can guarantee you, it's going to be worth a lot more in 30 years than it is now. Hello, retirement. You're sitting on something. So. The, the concept that I want to kind of drill into your head is get 20% out of your head to buy your first property. Once you do that, it opens up other doors. Your investment properties, yes, you have to put 20% down. But if you were to do that same con or the, the, the same analogy that we just talked about, and you were to put 20% down for your first property, this is what it would do for you. You have a hundred grand you're gonna put 20% down to buy your first home. You can buy a $500,000 asset, so another $100,000 your purchasing power goes. You don't pay mortgage insurance, PMI. Remember, we've talked about this in the past. You don't pay PMI and you have $400,000 remaining. You have 100,000 of equity because you put all of that into a property. So you're gonna save yourself a few hundred dollars every month, a little bit more, maybe 600 bucks or so, maybe a little bit more, but 600 bucks, you're gonna save yourself by putting $100,000 down, 20% down on your first property versus what we talked about. And at the end of the day, you're left with a $500,000 asset versus what we talked about earlier and you have $800,000 worth of assets. Oh, and by the way, option two, You are paying, you have to pay the bank every month, regardless what the number is, however much you're saving, you owe the bank every month versus if it's, if you're living in one unit and you have seven other units next to you, cash flowing, you essentially don't owe the bank because your tenants of the other seven units are paying your two mortgages, you're living for free and cash flowing, and have an additional $300,000 worth of assets versus putting 20% down on your first property. You can tell that I get a little fired up about this. Yes, hello, I am not just a nut. I like to have a little fun too, but, You can tell how passionate I am about this because it's a no-brainer. Maximize the capital you have today to build a better tomorrow for yourself. It's not rocket science, but you have to know what's available to you and you have to be smart on how you acquire, how you search, and how you obtain the assets that you are looking to get. I hope this makes sense. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, you want to yell at someone, you want to talk to someone, you want to spitball about some options that you have, you have other properties, you want to maximize the portfolio, have whatever you have, real estate, investing, entrepreneurship related, text me, call me, email me, DM me, snap me, TikTok me, talky talky to me, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, that you can always reach out to me and I know I'm here for you. So thank you for another episode. We have my gorgeous assistant right here. Audrey, you look phenomenal tonight. I want you to bring us home. If you have any questions, please reach out. Thank you for another episode of the lighter side of real estate, investing and entrepreneurship. Audrey, take us away.